Deconversion Therapy. This is Karen. This is Bonnie. And welcome. And we have a few new listeners, I think two and a half, and we just want to introduce ourselves a bit. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, doodly bop bop. We have a private Facebook group where we have believers, non-believers, ardent atheists, uh, you know, you name it. And we have it, and they put memes, and no one can get butt hurt, and we can all support each other, and all that, and it's great, and you can join it if you'd like. Um, Did you just say butt hurt? Yes. What does that mean, Bonnie? I cannot, <laughs> I cannot educate you on all the right. cool lingo we youngins use. <laughs> That's right. Hello, fellow youth. <laughs> it's youths. Um, yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, you can join that. You can find us on all the things. And Bonnie and I grew up together. We knew each other since we were one year old. We friendship evangelized her family by saying, (laughs) let us take your little kid, your little brat off your hands. We'll take her to (laughs) church with us. And thus began a lifetime of purity culture, and no, we we really had fun and had a great experience in church, and then we both deconverted at different times for different reasons, and we're like, yeah, let's do a podcast. So here we are. (laughs) I like the notion that, like, let's missionize, is that what Lord you said? Like, let's friendship missionary you, and we'll take her to church, and we'll take her to day school, and then we'll take her to choir practice. Then we're going to take her to church again. Can you imagine if you actually said all that (laughs) the first time you met somebody? Like, hi, we'd like you to be part of our social group. Here's what it entails. Right. And I don't really like you, but my parents said, be nice to the heathen child. Mm -hmm. That's nice. That wasn't it. But I mean, let's let's be frank. In those days, like church activities and going to church wasn't as much of a um, hey, we really want to influence this person for Christ. It was much no. more of a, you know, you got three things to do, and mm-hmm. we happen to be doing this one. You want to con- you know, it was different, right? Yeah. I mean, there was still a threat of hell if you didn't do it, but nonetheless. <laughs> well, and we and we both took ballet from the neighbor. That's right. She was yep. great. And um, I attempted to do gymnastics, Did you? and it was so terrifying walking on the uneven parallel bars because they wanted you to become acquainted with them I before mean, you did cool flips. Oh, so you walked on them? Yeah, on they, the, they on wanted the you to... swing ones. Yeah, Those the are parallel uneven, bars. Yes, the ones for girls that are uneven, where you you know have seen all of the great. Yeah, um, walking yes. on them. Yeah, because no. they wanted you to get an idea of how far away they were from like your feet. You know, you just have to get acquainted with the equipment before you start doing cool flips. Nope. Yeah. So okay. yeah, my feet perspired. I was so nervous. <laughs> 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 I'm like, this is not for me. <laughs> I'm going to take a pass as Bonnie at seven grabs oh her leotard with sparkles and runs out. So anyway. 
Okay, so last night I'm watching Seth Meyers, and he had on a picture in the background of the My Pillow guy. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to open this up and send it to you. Look at the artwork in the background of the My Pillow guy's office. Yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> so, yes, 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 yes. so we've got Mike Lindell. His detachable mustache. <laughs> now, in back of him, he has a framed degree. I can't read it, but, you know, whatever honorary college that isn't accredited that gave him one. <laughs> then he has a folded flag and an eagle, statue of an eagle. But the painting slash print slash don't Art. know. In, <laughs> in back of him is you see the silhouette of Jesus with his pokey crown of thorns, and then in front of him, a lion, which is the whole dominion crap stuff. He's... How did he rise up in American (laughs) culture to be our biggest, like, token crazy? I don't know, but... I started last night at about 1230 after I finished watching TV um, Googling because I wanted to know more about this print. And then a lot of other things came up, which I'm sure you've probably seen, but I'm just sending you one right now. And <laughs> the look on <laughs> the look on the face of all of these characters <laughs> makes me laugh. There's um. There's oh, Jesus yeah. in this one, and it looks like he had bangs that he's letting grow out. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Even Jesus His can't have bangs. Is stressed. He has like an indention from too much <laughs> stuff, and then he's got a lion next to yep. him. And I can tell that the artist has really tried to match some of the features. Yeah, and then you just have a a lamb in front that is not looking forward at the camera and looks like an idiot. And with a smile on his little lamb face. It's supposed to be us. Yeah, and, and then I noticed the themes. Like here comes another one. Lion, I guess that's God. I don't know. And yeah. then there's Jesus on the Jesus cross is and a lamb. Underneath and then it's and overlaid three on, quarter profile again. <laughs> yeah, and it's laid on water, so you've got, you know, they're just bringing oh, anything they can in. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I went down that that rabbit hole last night of the of the artwork, um, and then this morning I got the letters that I was supposed to read, and I found out a little bit more information. So this week we're doing letter sodes and for new people that means you can send in your own true story of like an embarrassing moment mostly to do with you or that you saw experience whatever and we'll read it on the podcast and now we just sort of grab out some ones that got sent a long time ago some that got sent now. We mix it up. We keep it fresh is what we do. Um, it's sort of a, it's a mixed That's bag. That's a fresh saying. It's a, it's a mingle, a mingle of letters. <laughs> so Bonnie has two. I have one. 
and take it away, Bonnie. Let's humiliate this first sucker that sent us one. So this first letter is from somebody who says it's okay to use their name on the podcast. So Megan, this is your letter. Um, And I had to do a little bit of pause and go looking up stuff because of how, she, how, how the letter starts. Um, hello. I want to start by saying that your podcast has made me feel less alone in my struggles with leaving the church, and you both helped me find the humor in all of it, but mostly Bonnie. Ah, <laughs> So thank you. Um, now the story I want to share with you is funny to me in hindsight, but I understand if it's a little too dark for your podcast. Either way, it's certainly worth telling. Did so you have to like, look up hindsight? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I had to look. I was like, well, I better read it. What if it's dark and it involves something, you know, super crazy, creepy? Um, but um, and you're going to be happy that I looked it up because um, now I understand what she was talking about. Okay. And I ho- and you're probably going to go, oh, yeah, I know that because yeah, I have Yeah, yeah. I was a real Christian. We all know. Mm, yeah. Okay. So uh, when I was in high school, I bought into everything they taught me at my covenant church, its youth group, and the many, many retreats and camps they took us to. One camp experience I will never forget happened the summer before my sophomore year. It was your typical Jesus camp experience with tear-filled worship nights, long Bible studies in the mornings, and lots of rules about how close boys and girls could sit next to each other at mealtimes. No purple! That's what I didn't know. I mean, I assumed it was like, is that a blending of red and blue? And it is. Did you know that term? We never used that term. We purpled a hell of a lot. That's when you got your boyfriend. (laughs) Exactly. At camp. Ours Um, was purple-purposed youth camp. Yeah, Yeah. practically. Um, But so as I was Googling it, I discovered this really cool site called dictionaryofchristianese.com. Oh, cool. And um, there's here's the entry. Purpling. Making purple. And... um, it says, no purpling. It's a familiar cry at church retreats and youth camps. In a nutshell, it's when the boys and girls at your youth camp start pairing off. Um, so what I thought that you would enjoy here is that somebody, uh, when they were talking about the success of their summer church retreats, they've said, we were blessed to have no loss or gain of life this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good times. Um, so, yeah, that's what purpling is, just in case you guys, like me, didn't know. Yeah, purple okay. up, people. Yeah. Purple up. I thought it had to do with, you know, wearing purple as an homage to, you know, religious things at first. Anyway. Right. So I got right. a lot of intel on why we don't <laughs> wear purple during Lent. Anyway. Okay, so one of our last nights there, the leaders of the camp informed us that they had a special event planned for us that evening. This event, as it turned out, was what they at the camp referred to as persecution night. (laughs) Yes, you read that correctly. And no, I am not joking. 
Persecution night began with a long introduction involving leaders reading far too detailed stories about Christians in other countries being brutally murdered for their refusal to publicly denounce their faith. Basically, they were trying to make us all feel guilty for living in the U.S. where we could practice Christianity without fear of being run over by a steamroller. (laughs) This was one of the stories they actually read to us that night. Again, I wish I were joking. A steamroller. Yes, yes. Don't you want to know where that happened? I do. Steamroller town? What? Yeah. Um, After being properly traumatized by these accounts, all of us campers were told we would now learn what it would feel like to live in one of these countries where being a Christian was a crime punishable by steamroller. (laughs) Apparently... Apparently, this involved us being split into small groups and sent out into the dark wilderness with no flashlights to find our quote-unquote church. Along the route, you know, it's it's always flashlights in these stories. (laughs) All right, along the route, we could be periodically stopped by fake persecutors who would badger us and ask if we were Christians. We were encouraged to try and evangelize to these people. And to turn their questions back around on them. Looking back at my time Who as a Christian. You? Who are you? <laughs> what are you doing here? What are you doing you. here? Um, looking back at my time as a Christian, most of our faith was really just theatrics, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. For Karen and, <laughs> and her mime, her miming ability. Hey, um, Uh, Let's see. Anyways, we were traipsing through the dark, being randomly stopped by 20-year-old evangelical camp counselors, essentially doing bad dramatic improv, and every so often we would hear loud booms around the camp, which were meant to be fake gunshots, symbolizing our youth leaders being fake murdered, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Trauma. I know, but to tell them, like, okay, you're going to have your life fake threatened, but then mm-hmm. you're going to have to, like, have a conversation with these right. people. Convince okay. that person that's right. trying to kill you or something to mm-hmm. become a Christian. So that's good. All right. Right. I mean, don't worry about them letting you go. <laughs> Just get oh them saved. God. Um Uh, It was all very dramatic and ridiculous. I kept trying to get my group to run back to the mess hall whenever we got stopped by persecutors whispering, run, and gesturing with my arms, which way to go. But everyone took it far too seriously and insisted on having theological debates with these improvisers (laughs) in the middle of the woods. It was their time to shine. I get it. I cannot remember how they wrapped up this traumatizing event or if my youth leaders ever had to explain themselves to any concerned parents that summer. I was so brainwashed by my love for church and Jesus that it took me years to look back at this memory and think, oh, wait, that was royally effed up. Now I can't help but chuckle at the image of a bunch of teenagers running around in the woods at night playing persecution as if it were a (laughs) terrible theater game. Yeah. And and I can say with complete certainty that I will never go to another Jesus camp again, you know, and in all fairness, you're probably not going to be invited. So. Yeah. And you're probably too old and that's creepy and you'll be arrested. 
Um, thanks for taking the time to read this, and thank you for creating such a fun, empathetic, and insightful podcast. Oh, my That's God. Great. So it's like we're going to play the game persecution. Everyone's psyched up. And the thing is, you do get emotional. You do feel it. But it's also low-stakes witnessing because you're talking yeah. to these actors. And so you feel like you're doing something. My God, I would go back and just say, you know what? That fucked me up. And you need to know I purpled all over that camp. <laughs> My just... And there was a gain of life that summer. <laughs> me, I finally came alive. That's right. <gasps> I had a child while I was oh. running through the woods <laughs> playing persecution. And his name today is Lucifer. It's Mike Lindell. The actual idea of running through the woods now that I've seen what lives in woods, like snakes mm-hmm. and snakes, <laughs> I don't care for it. I don't care for it. Um, and at the same time, it adds to that I'm scared of the woods. You know, it, it's such this psychologically perfect setup where it's dark, so you're already spooked, and then you're already scared of the woods, but the safety is in numbers, so it's like, oh, youth group, we love it. I don't know. I mean, as as a real therapist and yeah. obstetrician and policewoman. And plumber. That, it's just <laughs> plumber and exotic dancer only for churches, um, yeah, that's so fucked up. I'm glad well, you I, made it out alive. Yeah, we are glad about that. I always remember, or I always try to put myself back in that time and think, was I actually afraid of the woods or would I have been, oh, if they say it's okay, it's okay. You know, yeah. if somebody three or four years older than I am says it's okay to run around in the woods, it must be. Right, sure. Right. Our youth leader wouldn't have us doing anything dangerous. Okay, this is from Christina. Hi, Karen and Bonnie. First off, y'all are lifesavers and make me cry laugh every time I listen to an episode. Thank you. I, like so many others, deconstructed last year, I'm telling you, the pandemic and Trump. Okay. Uh, deconstructed last year and used my pandemic time to catch a ride on the existential death spiral train. Been there. Finding your podcast and the deconstruction community on Instagram gave me life and I'm so grateful. Oh, that's I'm telling cool. you. Community is great. And mm-hmm. I just posted today to remember we get to make our own community, whether you're in religion, you're out, you're getting out, and not everyone in that community do you need to participate with. Like, But it's so freeing to just be out of church where you are given a community. Here is your youth group. You must love everyone in it. Right. It is so nice to be like, this is my community, and you, I shall not let in my youth group. Okay. <laughs> Um, My name is Christina. I live in the Northeast. Mass hole for life. (laughs) I am. What? She wrote mass hole for life. 
Oh, massful. Okay. Yeah. I am what the TikTok kids call a geriatric millennial. I was born in 83 or, quote, the 1900s. Right. <laughs> and I can relate so strongly to so many of your stories. So I thought it was finally time to share one of my own. I have hundreds, but this one's my favorite. I was the trifecta of a good Christian girl back in the day. I attended a quasi-fundy ex-evangelical church, lived through purity culture, and was homeschooled from third grade through graduating high school. Oh, my gosh. I just love our precious homeschoolers. Oh, my gosh. This experience is not for the faint of heart. But I'm happy to say that it made me a closet nymphomaniac and gave me what? the best dark humor a girl could ask for. <laughs> so not all is lost. All that being said, by the time I graduated high school, I cannot wait to get away from home into the, quote, real world of a private Christian college <laughs> in southwest Pennsylvania. It's like, whoa, I'm free now. Oh, that's hilarious. Although I think there were kids at our college, our private Christian college, who had a similar, woohoo, freedom. Exactly. Freedom. Yeah. I only have to go to chapel once a week. Right. Um, all right. I will be forever oh, grateful. I only get my room inspected once a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if there's a social event, I don't have to go with my mom. All right. I will be forever grateful that the college I attended was much more liberal. And then in parentheses, chapel wasn't required. All right. Is this even Christian? (laughs) Evolution was taught in the science classes, and there was a healthy party scene despite it being a dry campus. All right, Christina. Wow. One, they weren't Christians. You were fooled. (laughs) I think if I had gone to a super strict fundamental university, I would have been lost to the land of the living forever. But even though everyone ignored dorm visiting hours, no four on the floor for us, there was still a very strong and very healthy Christian life population on campus. I'm embarrassed to say that I was very much a part of it until my junior year when I started to get fed up with all the hypocrisy. I am telling you. That's my, that's, that's when it happened for me. Yeah. Yep. Right before junior year. I'm like, I'm sick of this. Mm -hmm. You you people have your heads buried in the sand. Anyway. I I don't think you and Christina as lukewarm Christians understood what I saw, which was Satan was tempting people. Yeah. And God gave people free will and they were struggling. They're struggling. And then I would put them on my prayer list. All right. As I uh, struggled on out of there. (laughs) I've always been able to get along with anyone and hung out with multiple friend groups. She wrote humble brag. But more and more, I started hanging out with the backsliders and non-Christians on campus. I stopped telling new people I met that I was a Christian because I wanted my actions to speak louder than words. Yeah. (laughs) No, you were embarrassed. Come on. Um, Also, Christians had a really bad reputation because of how 
fundamental, puritanical, and hypocritical they were. We started affectionately calling them the PTL crew. Why, you ask? Because you could easily identify them by the way they would aggressively yell praise the Lord at each other across the quad. (laughs) Or hey, brother. That one I hated. The most perfect example I have of this was when I was hanging out with some of the less intense, or so I thought, PTL crew. These two people happened to be dating at the time and were sitting across from each other at lunch one day. I was sitting next to the guy, we'll call him Matt, and his girlfriend, we'll call her Beth, was sitting across from us. Both Matt and Beth were seniors and Beth had a job interview after lunch. For whatever reason, she thought it would be a great idea to have spaghetti and marinara for lunch mm-mm, oh, while wearing no. white mm, <laughs> right before an impromptu interview. Oops, no, important interview. I was about to say, she knew about it. To each their own, I guess, as any child could have predicted, she splattered red sauce all over her shirt and immediately hate whispered an inappropriate expletive. By the way, it was shit. Don't get your panties in a twist. At this point, Matt reached across the table and took her hand. I thought he was going to admonish her for swearing, but with so much love in his voice, he said, Beth, praise the Lord. We both stopped and looked at him. I thought for sure he was joking, but after a beat, Beth's face softened and she said, No, you're right. Praise the Lord. (laughs) No. (laughs) By now, they had reached across the table and were holding both of each other's hands. And Beth, as if to emphasize the ridiculousness of the situation, nodded her head and said, in all things, Praise the Lord. This memory still equally baffles and amuses me. I mean... I'm all about finding silver linings, but it's perfectly okay to be pissed off about a shitty situation, Christian or not. They really took the whole power and praise concept to a whole new level. I wish I knew if Beth ended up landing that job, but I will never know because I stopped eating lunch with them. (laughs) Clearly, the moral of the story is do not eat pasta and marinara while wearing white or wearing any other color, before an important meeting. Oh, and in all things, praise the Lord. (laughs) End scene. (laughs) I saw that so many times. That kind of just, you know, no, we need to be positive. We need to name it and claim it. It was actually, for a serious turn, what broke the relationship with me and my aunt because they went to like the Rama Bible College believing like every word out of your mouth yeah. will get acted on by God or has power. Mm-hmm. So when my mom was really sick, they visited and wouldn't let me say she was sick. They're like, right. you need to stop doing that. You need to, you know, Praise God, you need to say she is getting bet. You know, I was like, fuck this. This is terrible. Yeah. 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 Um, So they kept doing that. And I've told this story before, but I I just have to tell it again. Because, Bonnie, it's been light on my heart. But the 
yeah, my aunt and uncle visited and they're very name it and claim it. But on the way there, when they got there, they're like, you know what? We're going to run out to Target. We saw it when we get off the highway. I said, well, we don't have mm -hmm. a Target on this side of town, but, you know, I'll give you a map. And they're like, no, I saw it. And they were both like, yeah, I saw the red sign. I'm like, well, maybe that was something else. And they're like, no, we saw it, you know, and they went on and on. And then as they were doing the thing about not admitting my mom was sick and telling me I didn't have enough faith and that was affecting her, oh, mm -hmm. that was really bad. I come back to the target thing and I want to be like, you believe with your whole heart that there's a target. You even believe you saw it, mm -hmm. but you were mistaken. Belief does not equal reality. Um, and the moral of the story there is, mm -hmm. fuck your relatives. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't have sex with your relatives. <laughs> what? I did not. Yeah. Don't literally fuck your relatives. <laughs> Haven't we learned anything from the royal family? Um, uh, okay, let's go but to you your don't last... Have to, you don't have to listen to what other people say all the time. Right. At all. Exactly. Whether they're your uh, church elders, whether yep. they're your elder elders, especially when you're an adult. And, right. Very and important. I, yeah. And I also think that sometimes when people give you that whole, oh, let's not be negative thing, it's really more of like, I really don't want to listen to you mm -hmm. and have you share with me anything that's hurting you. So it's, let's just talk about flowers. That's right. Because, that? yeah. Or, and in her case, it was, I want to instill my beliefs yeah. on it, with your inner thoughts, you know, but I agree. I think people definitely, when they want to do everything but listen to you. It's a, I want to invalidate your existence and the way you think. Anyway, Bonnie, go ahead. I'm not going to listen to you. Read the last letter. Okay. <laughs> I don't care that you do. That's I've right. I've cut you out of my life. All right. So this person's letter says it's okay to use their name. So Charity says, hi again. Hey, Charity. <laughs> or as I... She lets me call her chair. Chair. Char. Char. And sometimes itty. All right. Uh, hi again. I grew up a brand of Pentecostal fundamentalist in the 90s and early 2000s. My family was involved in a cult, oh no, for many years that farmed, oh, wore clothes from the 1800s mm -hmm. and was very shut off from the rest of society. Wow. They held typical charismatic beliefs, such as a good run around the sanctuary was all part of a healthy spiritual life. It's PE class. <laughs> and speaking in tongues was essential for salvation. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. A good run around the sanctuary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can only imagine our sanctuary. Like, don't run. It'll run. It'll wear out the carpet. Exactly. <sighs> I was a neurotic, extremely devoted child and took these lessons to heart. I have a few examples, but honestly, I'm still embarrassed by these, even as an adult, because they are so ridiculous. One time, my sisters caught a diseased fish from a creek 
and put it in the fish tank with our pet store-bought goldfish. <laughs> this this story could go anywhere. <laughs> no. Just stop there. Oh, by the way, my friend Paul recently, because he is lazy and he admits it, he wanted to go get one of those fish that would suck all the algae off of everything, thinking, right. oh, I'll have less upkeep in my <laughs> In my fish tank. And I don't have to feed it. It's free labor. (laughs) So the main fish that he had, who he named Queen Victoria, (laughs) didn't like this fish. She jumped out of the tank (laughs) and he found her on the floor breathing. And he tried to put her back in. She didn't make it. Oh. (laughs) And so then after all of this, he's like, yeah, the kid at the fish store let me bring this one back. (laughs) Okay. I'd like to bring back, yeah. I'd like to bring back this fish who (laughs) killed my other fish. As he holds it between his fingers. Oh. Um, Okay. So let's see. All right, puts the diseased fish from the creek in the fish tank with the store-bought goldfish. The goldfish's scales turned gray, and it started swimming erratically around the tank. I was very concerned and decided to lay my hands on the tank (laughs) and command it to be healed in the name of Jesus. See, Paul should have tried that. (laughs) The next day, the fish was swimming normally, and it recovered. Don't know what was up with that. Praise the Lord. (laughs) See, Paul. In all things. (laughs) In all things. (laughs) PTL. Another time, my parents decided that my younger sister must be possessed by a demon because she was... talking back and sneaking around, listening to secular music on the radio. I took it upon myself to lay my hands on her and cast her demons out. But then I remembered the story of Jesus casting out demons and decided that it wasn't enough because demons needed somewhere to go, i.e. pigs, or they would come back. I didn't have pigs, but I did have guinea pigs. (laughs) The Excuse animal me, abuse that clerk. went on in this cult. <laughs> right. <laughs> the logic of a child. <laughs> I spent the rest of the evening crouched over the guinea pig cage, whispering, I command you spirits to go in the guinea pigs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, it's probably not surprising that my four sisters and I are all now atheists and or agnostic as adults. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, Boom! The end. God, I did get. I did. My eyes got moist over that one. Uh, Wow! I mean that ultimate belief, which I would do all the time too. Like I wouldn't cast demons out, but I felt demons all around me, and I would pray all the time. Like God put a hedge of protection around me, and there was this whole. Yeah, it's Is like that a, a biblical thing. It's a term. Okay. Look it up in your, your Jesus dictionary you found. <laughs> well, now that I have it. Wait, let's actually do that. Oh, my goodness. There it is. Hedge of protection. <laughs> you can okay. have, a, have a hedge of protection around your marriage. You can act. Yeah. But, you know, you have to pray all these things because Jesus doesn't know. He doesn't know what to do. 
Right. So you have to put in the request. But there was this whole belief system that Jesus, God, could hear your inner thoughts and your quiet prayers. But once you said things aloud, Satan can't read your mind, so you have to say them out loud. So that was the whole thing that I always had to do. And yeah. I always had to command things in Jesus' name. I guess so. Tiring. I like that Satan can't read our minds. I know. Mm-hmm. Sure. But he can put <laughs> thoughts in your mind. Yeah. So there's this whole list of rules that Satan must follow. Um, yeah. He's still, <laughs> still pretty powerful. I, I do enjoy under hedge of protection in this dictionary. It go. It's just like, let's go ahead and solve Bonnie. Um, hedge of protection seems to hardly need an introduction. <laughs> 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 All right, <laughs> F off dictionary. <laughs> so there's something I haven't told you that I wanted to tell you about. Great. My friend sends me a picture of a billboard in town. It's a new mm-hmm. one. And we have this like really cool hangout place as a coffee shop and uh, lots of things. And you can have events in there in the main big area. So anyway, there's a big billboard near it now that says, I I live in Franklin, Tennessee, says Franklin Bible study, the decline of America show up at the, this time. And it gives a website Mm -hmm. and she's like, what is this? And she's a Christian. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I'm like, I'm on it. So I go to the website. <laughs> like like you've got a coat on with a magnifying <laughs> right. glass. I'm on it. <laughs> so I was like, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. I look up the website. There's nothing on it except pretty much the same thing. Like come and it says, you know, um, Bible believing people. We need to talk about the decline we're seeing in America, etc. And... There's no menu. All there is is a contact Mm -hmm. set. Bonnie, let me introduce you to Melissa. (laughs) I opened (laughs) an email that would not come back to me, and I wrote in the contact thing, and I needed to get lots of information. So I was like, I don't belong to a church. What organization are you? Because... Uh You could be Seventh-day Adventist. You could be Mormon, like, Mm -hmm. just because it says Bible. Um, And then uh, I I am a single mother with a 12-year-old son. You put that in there? Well, I need to know if I should bring him and if we were masking. So (laughs) I had to get all the info. So the person wrote me back and said... Well, we are just a group of Bible-believing people, and we're from this certain church, and it's blah, blah, Church of Christ. He goes, but we're not under Church of Christ. We're not related to them. We are just Mm Bible-believers. And uh, nicely, he said his son's the same age, so mine and his get to hang out. I'm looking forward Uh. to that. And then, I know, you're so disappointed in me. Um, And then... He said, well, you know, I'm sure there'll be people with masks who Mm -hmm. come, so it's up to you. Uh, So then I go to look up that church and look up that guy. And, of course, you can barely find anything on that guy. 
And anything about the church is very much, they're, they're in between. They're sort of the kind where the, the person who's a preacher might not have gone to seminary. They <laughs> just feel God called them, and they read a lot of the Bible passages that would be controlling ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on their way to snake handling, but they're, you know, it's like <laughs> that path, but they, they're not going to go there. But at the same time, you know, these people, then, then yesterday when I met up with my girlfriend who saw that, she goes, I brought you something and it's one of those dear resident postcards and it's advertising it. Uh-huh. And then my husband, we got one yesterday. And he's Ooh. like, here, I know you want to go. Um, I will not be going. What? But at the same time, like these places are renting out very large things in smallish towns yeah. and getting billboards. They're grassrootsing it. They're grassrootsing because... It's not obviously just about the Bible. The topic is America. Mm-hmm. And that is just so fucking scary. Because when Trump was in office, I thought, yeah, America's going to shit. But I didn't have this huge, like, anti government stance. I did not like our administration, don't like mm-hmm. cops. <laughs> So there is a lot of anti there, but at the same time, it, it wasn't this like scary one mm-hmm. that people are doing right now. Um, I think January 6th made us all a little more afraid. Made us afraid? Yeah. And why isn't it making these people afraid to be like, yeah, we shouldn't really gather in public because <laughs> we might get associated with that. Uh, but yeah, so... Also, the whole anti-mask and God doesn't want us to hide our faces with a mask and all this bullshit that's going on. Some guy came after me on the internet, and I had not heard this one, but he said, I personally, I guess part of Democrats or liberals, invented, we invented COVID, Mm -hmm. which I did not know. (laughs) (laughs) and then he went on to call me an idiot and this and that and I wanted to be like (laughs) I think you mean idiot I wanted to be like I invented a virus that's pretty brilliant yeah you've got to pick one either I am an unbelievable you know scientist or I'm an idiot I can't be both uh, it seems yeah. like so many people out there right now are just bad wannabe screenplay writers. Oh, let's come up with this idea and yeah. we'll write a story about it. It's it's insane. So, yeah, I've been following Phil Valentine and, you know, that he died. And there's just been so much crazy stuff about it. But uh, I was That's- told by... Sources. You don't want anybody to die. I don't want anyone to die. And there's lots of people who are like, good riddance. And there is this point. There is this point that I do understand. He's been in the hospital for a month. And we need that bed. Okay, that's my bad part. Just because 
there are people who can't get their cancer treatments right now because yeah. all the beds are filled with non-vaxxers. But so someone said he didn't catch COVID, which that is not the information that I've heard locally that it was his family member that gave it to him. Can you imagine the guilt? But that he was, quote, purposefully infected by someone with COVID and a stronger kind of the virus. And I'm okay. like, can... <laughs> okay. Again, all of these are great examples of shitty uh, plot suggestions Yeah. in a movie yeah. I don't want to see. No. These no, are and just... I don't want to gather... Mm-mm. I don't want to bring my 12-year-old son around this. That's for sure. <laughs> you got to protect him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we'll send in, you know, we're going to put a hedge of protection around our podcast. <laughs> we're going to say adios for the week. Don't be a shit pile and send us in more great letters because your embarrassing religious trauma is our joy. Yeah, and I really think it makes other people go, oh, I will share my stupid-ass story, (laughs) and we need those. We do. There's too many. There's so many. Man, we should compile a book. All right. You guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. And keep your hedges (laughs) trimmed. Yikes. Bye. Bye.